Dracula. I am Dracula. And I bid you welcome, Mr. Hart, to my heart. Come Our first award goes to the vampires for most blood drained in a single evening. The strength of the vampire is that people will not believe in him. Good evening, my fellow vampire lovers. The sun is going down, and you know what that means. It's time for me to record another episode of my podcast, The Beautiful Dead. As always, I'm your host, Lena Nazari. The easiest way to get a hold of me is to go to lenanazari.com. There's links to social media. Click on my appearances tab to see where I'm going to be at. Sign up for my fanged family to get the latest updates on podcast episodes and book information. You also find out before anybody else what the podcast episodes will be about and when I book new appearances. So go check that out. Speaking of appearances, next week, September 23rd, I will be at the Norwin Public Library where I will be doing a local authors event and I will be welcoming my book into the library system so that people can borrow it. Um, and then the next thing will be Creation DC. That will be September 29th through October 1st. Then I will be at the Haunted Hills Hayride in North Versailles, Pennsylvania on October 14th. Monster Mania in November. That's just outside of Philadelphia, PA. Then I will be at Creation Nashville in December and Fan Expo Nolans in January. So come see me at one of those things. Message me if there is a city you would like me to come to and I will look into it. Um, this, I don't want to forget to talk about my vampire tea because last week I didn't remember until the end. So because of the material we are talking about today, I am going to do steak this, which is one of my favorite teas. It's a green tea, and actually this evening I have made it iced, and I put it in my little vampire wine glass here. So I have iced steak this. If you like green tea and you like caffeine, check it out. The link is in the description of this video. As I explained last week, I want to make sure I am not excluding the mortals who watch this channel or listen to this podcast. I do have humans that listen and I want to make sure you're not feeling left out. And one of the things I get asked about when I'm talking about all things real and vampiric this spooky season is how do I protect myself? How can I be around vampires but not cross over to their side or become dinner? And I hear you. I hear your concerns. So that's what we're talking about today. We are talking about protecting yourself from the undead. And I know your life is short, so we're just going to jump right into it. And we're going to do this by going to different uh, areas of the globe and talking about their particular beliefs. Now, it doesn't really matter where you're at right now or where you're from. You can use none of these. You can use all of these. 
This is just me educating you. We are going to go back to ancient Greece and Rome and talk about a vampire called Vralakis. And that is the corpse of a person who is possessed by a demon. So those of you who watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you will know that that's how those vampires were created. They rise from their graves at night and knock on people's front doors, calling out their names. If the person answered the door, they were doomed to die the next day. Now, this was before ring doorbells. So how do you know who's at the door? How do you know if it's your friend Joe or it's a corpse possessed by a demon? I'll tell you, many of them avoided death by waiting until someone called their name twice because the belief was that this type of undead would only call your name one time. So the other option is to prevent them from rising at all. And if you think that this corpse may reanimate, just pierce the heart with iron nails while they're resting in their graves or burn the body and scatter their ashes. And then you can sleep soundly, not having to worry about those knocks at your door. Now, let's go to present day beliefs. China. In China, we have the Zhengxi or the hopping vampires. This is another reanimated corpse looking to feed off the living. But no worries, no worries. The living can protect themselves with mirrors since the Zhengxi are afraid of their own reflections or with fire, vinegar, the blood of a black dog, hooves of a black donkey, or a copy of the I Ching. If I were you and I'm in China and I'm worried about Shang-Chi, just have all of those things ready to go. Japan, I don't wanna leave you out. We have the Kappa. And if you think biting necks was gross, I mean, let's not judge, but if you think biting necks is gross, this frog-like river monster, roughly the size of a small child, will pull their hapless victims into the water and then suck the entrails out of the anus. So if you're saying, I don't want this to happen to me, here's what you need to do. Before you get pulled down, bow. The creature will bow back and this will spill out the water that's in the top of this special head cavity. And when they do that, they will die. And if it gets you, I just hope that you drown before the anus sucking. That's what I hope for you. Let's stick to weird places to feed from. This is a theme we're talking about right now, and we are gonna hop over to Germany and talk about the Alp, not the Alps, the Alp. A little guy in a jaunty cap that imbues hit this particular Alp, the cap, imbues them with special powers. He sneaks into a sleeping person's bedroom and commits various acts of scandal, such as causing nightmares, sucking blood through men and children's nipples, but it's easy to prevent. Place a broomstick under your pillow or shoes next to your bed and that will do the trick. And if you happen to wake up and find an alp in your bedroom, ask him to come back in the morning for a cup of coffee and he will kindly oblige. All right, let's go to the Philippines. Now I've talked about this one before, but we're gonna talk about it again. And that's the Menen and Gaul. That comes up in my um, vampire panel. This is a beautiful female vampire who detaches her upper half from her lower half to fly around and finds pregnant women to feed on. Not very nice, but here's what you have to do. Find her lower half when they're separate, sprinkle a little salt or garlic or both if you'd like on that. So then she can't reattach and then she will wither and die. In Malaysia, they have the Penangalon, 
who detaches only her head, so similar, but just the head, with the entrails dangling, flies through the night looking for victims. To prevent her from coming in, put thorns around your windows and doors. That way the vampire's entrails will get stuck on those thorns. Um, or you can stick glass in her lower half so that when she comes to return herself, she'll actually shred her guts and destroy herself in the process. Let's head over to Iceland where they have the Dragur. These are vampiric spirits that can be destroyed by finding the resting corpse, decapitating it, and then staking it to the ground so it cannot rise again. Let's go to Albania. This is the Striga, also part of my vampire panel. Not a sexy, naughty-like type of witch. This is a vampiric witch, a bad kind, that wants to eat you. Several methods traditionally considered effective for defending yourself against a stiga is a cross made of pig bone that can be placed at the entrance of a church on Easter Sunday, rendering any striga unable to leave. They could then be captured and killed at the threshold as they vainly attempt to pass. Further recorded the story that after draining blood from a victim, the striga would generally go off into the woods to regurgitate it. If a silver coin were to be soaked in that blood and then wrapped in cloth, it would actually become an amulet offering permanent protection from any striga. So you can trap one or you can follow that one back, let it vomit blood, dip a coin in that blood, and then you're protected from all striga in the future. It's up to you how you want to handle that. In Brazil, you may encounter the Lobishman, a hairy and squat, hunchback, jaundice-skinned, rotten black teethed, frequently described as looking like a monkey. So not like a sexy vampire per se, <laughs> but this um, you need to be careful of because it is said that uh, women especially, after he bites you, you become a raving nymphomaniac. So if you let this little squat guy get close enough to you to bite you and you are female, you'll, becoming a, you'll become a raving nymphomaniac. Um, so we don't want that, right? So what's his weakness? Well, he is a one suck man. <laughs> It's the nicest way to say it. So he doesn't drink very much. Once he drinks, he becomes intoxicated. Then he passes out. And then once he's passed out, you know, just give him a stabby stab or, or, or tear him apart if you're feeling particularly energetic. Um, once he's passed out, just destroy him. So it's up to you. The problem is he's already bitten you to get that little drink. So now, yes, you've destroyed him, but now you're a raving nymphomaniac. So you took one for the team. Good for you. South Africa. Wow, that one like went off the rails so fast. But hey, <laughs> in South Africa, the is, there is the Impundulu, a thirsty, a bloodthirsty. Let's go back. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a little rocked by the whole um, raging nymphomaniac thing. In South Africa, there is the Npundalu, a bloodthirsty servant of a witch's bloodline. He presents as a handsome man, um, but when out running errands, it transforms into a lightning bird, roughly human-sized, with this rainbow feathers. He casts electric bolts with his wings, 
And if you get some of that fat, like if you get the fat off the Impundaloo, uh, you can actually use that by taking it to a local like witch man or healer. Um, and they can make like a salve that you can put on your body that will prevent you from attack. But short of that, if you come across this thing, you have to um, be able to light it on fire. So you're going to have to get pretty close. So, I mean, it, I think the whole lighting it on fire thing sounds tough, but the getting, getting an Impundaloo's fat sounds even tougher. But apparently this is like this hot boy looking servant that has been in this witch's line for generations so that makes me think of like lasher from the witching hour but um if he co he goes out and like feeds for his witch's bloodline so if you happen to be a victim of him you either have to light him on fire or somehow get a hold of his fat and then turn it into a salve which you rub all over your body so tough to live in south africa in the caribbean we have the lugaru this is a woman who sold her soul to Satan in exchange for power, and she owes him blood every night. So she goes out looking for you to get your blood to take back to Satan. She can slip her skin and become a ball of light to find victims. To prevent the attack, pour a mound of sand outside your door. She will have to stop and count each grain until the sun rises, and then she's screwed. So this is kind of an old vampire lore, right? That they have to count seeds or rice. So she has to stop and count these grains of sand. And then when the sun rises, she's in trouble because she has to go back to Satan and say, oh, I don't have your blood. And then she's in big trouble. So you're going to kind of like take care of her by making her um, like shirk her debt to Satan and then he'll take care of business for you. That's a pretty easy one. Men of India, beware. There is a malevolent... I, why am I struggling today? A malevolent sorceress who takes a disliking to certain men, and she is called the Chitapi. She disrobes, hops onto a flying tiger to the offending male's house. So whoever's on her list that day, she's going to show up at your house naked on a tiger and then puts the inhabitant into a deep trance. And while unconscious, while he lies there unaware, she siphons his blood through his big toe. Okay. All right. Um, the problem is that she comes every night to do this until she's taken away enough that he sort of wastes away and eventually dies. So if you are particularly unlucky, um, he, she will lick you and the lick will kill you instantly. But the sucking on your toe takes like multiple nights. But if she's like really pissed at you, she just licks you and then you die. Best prevention is to be a chick. But no, if you're a guy and you think that possibly you have um, incurred the wrath of this chitapi, then you want to sleep in steel-toed boots. And if you think you're being fed on, which I would assume is like extreme fatigue and a sore big toe, you're like, hmm, I think I might be being fed on. You have to find a local healer in your area and they have to help you over the course of several days to stop this chitapi from coming to you little complicated but there's worse right uh, like having your gut sucked through your anus so it can always be worse Australia you poor guys you have so many things that are already trying to kill you on your island um, unfortunately you also have your own vampire now I'm gonna I'm gonna have to sound this one out this is the Yara Mayarhu 
Yara Mayarhu, a small red man-like creature with an oversized head and no teeth. It waits in the upper reaches of a fig tree for its victims and then it jumps down on top of you and drains all of your blood. How, you ask Lena, because it has no teeth? I'll tell you how. Through suckers on its hands and feet, like octopi, but it sucks your blood out. Uh, best prevention, Australia. Uh, don't get near a fig tree. That's it. There's no way to cure it, kill it. The Yarramayarhu. Oh man, you Australians are probably cringing right now. If that was the worst pronunciation I did all night, then I'm doing pretty good here. I am struggling. Um, okay, my favorite area to talk about. Let's move over to Slavic Europe, where the vampires are serious and they know how to handle the undead. They started this whole thing, right? They are the ones to go to when it comes to vampires. So we're going to start in Croatia, Slovenia, the Czech Republic, and Slovakia. They have a type of vampire called the Pijavika, Pijavika, which literally translates to leech. It is used to describe a vampire who has led an evil and sinful life as a human, and then in turn becomes this powerful, strong, cold-blooded killer. Uh, like a badass vampire usually comes back to victimize its former family first bummer who can only protect their homes by placing mashed garlic and wine at their windows and thresholds to keep it from entering which like easy right so you're thinking to yourself well just i just have to put garlic and wine in the windows yeah it's gonna be a little stinky but it's not too bad right it can only be killed by fire while awake and by using the rite of exorcism if you find its grave during the day. Now, in Bulgaria, from the Middle Ages through to the beginning of the 20th century, it was actually common practice to pin corpses through the heart with an iron stake to prevent them from returning as a vampire. So it's like best to just do everybody right, just to make sure nobody rises as a vampire. To ward off the threat of vampires and disease, this is a little complicated, so follow along with me. You might want to take notes. Twin brothers would yoke twin oxen to a plow, make a furrow with it around their, vi their village. An egg would be broken and a nail driven into the floor beneath the house of the recently deceased person. Two or three elderly women would attend the cemetery the evening after the funeral and stick five hawthorn pegs or old knives into the grave one at the position of the deceased chest and the other four at the position of its arms and legs other texts that was a lot right i'm going to keep going other texts maintain that running backwards uphill with a lit candle and a turtle would ward off a stalking vampire the candle is easy to get but the turtle at, I don't know. Actually, I think the hardest part would be running uphill backwards. <laughs> I don't like any cardio at all. Uh, alternatively, they may surround the grave with red woolen thread, ignite the thread, and wait until it was burnt up. If a noise was heard at night and suspected to be made by a vampire sneaking around someone's house, shout out, come tomorrow and I will give you some salt. And I don't know if it's, it confuses them or what, but they take off. 
Now, the Romani people in Kosovo believed that vampires were invisible to most people, but they could be seen by a twin brother and sister born on a Saturday who wore their clothes inside out. So if you're a twin brother and sister who were born on a Saturday, please DM me. We're going to do an experiment. Likewise, a settlement could be protected by finding twins who could also see the vampire outdoors at night who would have to flee immediately after they spotted it, obviously. Another thing to know, they also believe that dogs, cats, plants, or even agricultural tools could become vampires if left out too long. So like you leave your pumpkins or your melons out in the house too long, they'd start to move and make noises and then blood would start to pour out. So, you know, prevention is better than defense. So don't leave your melons out. And with October coming, you know, like the day after Halloween, just get rid of that pumpkin because we don't want that pumpkin turning into a vampire. Or do we? If anyone leaves their pumpkin out and it turns into a vampire, please let me know. I want a video. I will put it on this podcast, I swear. All right, let's get to the people we know we all want to talk about, the Romanians. Romanians, you guys, your vampires, classic. Vampire defense, even more classic. So let's go back to the people who know best, right? You want an exorcism? You go to the, to the Pope? <laughs> you want to stop a vampire? You go to Romania. The Romanians, the experts on vampires, I would argue, have some rules for you mortals. So get your pen and paper back out, write this stuff down. Are you ready? Ways to tell if someone is a vampire. The corpse swelled or turned black before burial. Corpse was red in the face. Lying face down in the coffin with blood near you. A foot facing inward. Freshly preserved body, obviously, you, you dig someone back up a month later and they look like they haven't aged a day. Suspicious. Traces of cornmeal in the coffin. That's a weird one. A small hole located near the headstone, which is how the vampire gets in and out. Another one I've heard is if you walk into a graveyard and you see the tombstone is crooked or fallen over, it's probably from the vampire coming out of his grave. So ways to repel a vampire number one is amazing stay inside <laughs> okay just become a hermit have everything delivered don't leave your house don't answer the door you'll be good place thorns across the thresholds paint crosses with tar on doors paint the crosses with the tar on a door i don't know if i said that in a way that you understood the directions clearly um Put thistles in windows, so maybe put the thistles next to your mashed garlic and red wine. Light bonfires. All right, I'm down for that. Put garlic, it literally says put garlic everywhere, all over you, all over your things, put it on your dog, whatever. Uh, pray. <laughs> that was the last one. Pray. How to kill a vampire if it comes down to it. Uh, taking out its heart and burning its body piece by piece. Placing garlic in the mouth of the deceased so it won't rise. Deceased and not diseased. I hope I said that clear enough. Uh, a stake of iron or wood through the heart. Ha! 
or the navel. I think what that means is when it's in the coffin, you put it through the navel to pin it down to the ground. I don't think you just like stab a vampire in its belly button. That's just kind of mean. Um, they also say that using these repelling techniques, the ones I talked about, like with the rubbing garlic all over you, uh, use those techniques every Easter and during the Feast of St. Andrews and St. George because this is when the vampires are the strongest. So maybe those are the days to just call off work, stay inside. So you may be asking, Lena, I live in the United States in 2023. I kind of like hanging around vampires, but also don't want to become their next dinner. What do I do? Okay. So here's the thing, protecting yourself from vampires really depends on the vampire. Garlic is okay, but it doesn't work on a lot of the vampires I know. That's an old one. Um, it's like terrible gossip from high school. It really doesn't work. Um, religious icons, holy water, this is the same thing. It may or may not work depending on the vampire. Many need invited in. So being sure about somebody before you invite them into your house, I think is a really good rule, not just for vampires, but people in general. Know that person really, really well before you invite them into your home. Silver or wooden stake to the heart or decapitation will likely work, but that's pretty extreme. I don't want you to go right to that. So the vampires I know feed only on the willing. So here's my advice. If you go out and you meet strangers at night, know who you're with okay know who you're talking to know who you're with if you have a suspicion just ask the vampires i know will tell you okay they're not a bunch of liars vampires they tend to be very honest very truthful they will tell you if you're into a little human vampire action communicate have the discussion about what you are willing to do and what you are not willing to do vampires are very respectful they will follow along with your boundaries, follow along with what you're comfortable with and not comfortable with. And if they don't, don't worry because the rest of us will take care of them. So that is my advice to you since you're coming here um, for some expert advice on how to stay safe this spooky season. That's it for my mortal friends. This is your annual discussion just for you. I hope you learned something from this. Uh, if you have any questions, if I missed your culture, please let me know. I'd be happy to do another one of these. Next week, I'm very excited. We're going to travel to one of my favorite places. I, I can't imagine you guys are very surprised to hear me say this, but we are going to talk about vampires and New Orleans. Get your beads, get your hurricane drink, meet me back here in one week. Um, I will leave you with another song from my friend Stavros. So anybody who listened last week got to hear his song Dead. This week you get to hear another one from Stavros, my Fang Smith and friend. This one is called So Pretty It Hurts. Um, look for the video description. Look at my video description for links to his music, his vampire tea. I'm going to finish off my steak this as I start to edit out me stumbling over a couple of those names. I don't know. Maybe I won't edit it out. Maybe I won't edit it out. Who cares, right? I stumbled. It is what it is. None of us are perfect. In the meantime, 
I love you guys. Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining me in September, my birthday month and spooky season. And I wish you wicked hugs and bloody kisses. Good evening. Oh!